to me. Live from the Twin Cities, we are the Daves you know. This is the Daves I know. You want me to be that type of dude, and I want to be who you like me to, but we both know I can't do nothing at all. Welcome back to the Dave's I Know podcast, episode 277. Um, keep doing these. We keep showing up. We keep team, showing up. The team keeps playing. We're gonna talking about soccer, apparently. Although Thank there's not, not a ton of soccer to talk about this week, unfortunately. Um, More importantly, you guys keep listening. We don't know why, <laughs> but you guys keep listening. God only knows why. Oh, I, I know. I know for a fact that my wife listens, and that's really. All I, all the person, I mean, I think there's a few other people who listen. There's literally tens of you um, who play, who listen to the podcast. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening thank to you. the podcast. Thank you very uh, much. We appreciate our dozen listeners. like More than they know. Yes. So, and yeah, please rate and review us everywhere. <laughs> uh, all right. We have the, only say nice things about me because else I'll cry. Yes. Uh, all right. We have the regular crew here. Jess, how are you doing, Jess? <clears throat> Sensitive. But good. Fair enough. Uh, and MJ, MJ, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm just returned home in the wonderful area of Northeast Minneapolis after having a little staycation in, in St. Paul. Cool. You see the sights? We listen. Uh, there were there were plenty of things to see and do. And yeah. parking on both sides of the street. Heyo. Uh, yeah, no. It's it, it's it's just it's all right over there in St. Paul. I, I apologize for anything bad I've ever said about it, um, except for what I've said bad to Zeller. I don't apologize for dissing St. Paul with Zeller. I mean, it's fine. Like, not everybody can be um, privileged enough to live here full time. So yeah. that's on you. That's not on me. So, yeah. OK, if you can't tell, we are trying to bury the lead here and uh, talking about a uh Dreary, a dreary uh, match in Seattle at Lumen Field uh, this past Saturday, going into almost Sunday morning. Uh, kicked off at 9.30 Central Time. Sounders 1, Loons 0. I don't have much to say about this game um, other than it's Seattle. So, of course, we lost uh, one to nothing, And, of course, we played really well for 70 minutes and then kind of just shut down for 20 minutes yeah and, and we were like fuck it we lost the game this is something that brian schmetzer continues to do to minnesota united is grind them down you just hang hang out close by you know you know one two goal leads or or a draw looks like it's gonna happen and then they pounce yeah uh i mean schmetzer ziggy schmidt doesn't matter who the coach of seattle is oh is it not schmetzer anymore no, it's Schmetzer, but I'm saying Ziggy Schmidt was there. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Before, before he had Spencer. our number two. Uh, so, I mean, honestly, like, we don't have to spend a ton of time talking about this game. Uh, other than, I mean, a couple, I mean, the big opportunity for Minnesota was in the first half. On uh, the 41st or 42nd minute, uh, there's actually some really good uh, inter, inter, uh, interplay between Minnesota United. Um, Sung Bin Zhang has a, a cross to Robin Lud. Who has a shot blocked? If it, it falls right to Song Bin Zhang, who um, just fires over the crossbar. Um, clearly, the 
the shot of a person who's not played a ton of soccer in the last six months, uh, clearly trying to get his feet underneath him. I think all in all, he had a, he had a decent game, um, all things considered. Um, he wasn't terrible, um, but again, he's still clearly trying to find his feet. And Robin Lude also still trying to find his feet after um, some international duty and then uh, some time off, uh, from, I think, sickness as well. I agree that they both looked rusty or not fully fit, but I did like the interplay and chemistry that you see developing between Robin Lude and Sung Jung. Jung. I mm-hmm. think they see the game and want to attack and pass and cut in similar ways. So I think that bodes well for the future if Heath doesn't screw it up. I I don't, I mean, I think he's pretty much set on a starting 11 now. I mean, for at least four MLS games, we'll, obviously we'll see some rotation for the Open Cup match the, uh, today, um, Tuesday when you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening it to on the day it gets dropped. However, I think, <coughs> I mean, for good or ill, I think he's pretty much locked into a starting 11 because he just Correct. insists on playing a 4-2-3-1. Obviously, I, we, I think we'd love to see him not play a 4-2-3-1 and play a slightly different formation, but we can talk about that in a little bit. Uh, in the second half, I mean, anything else to say about the first half other than Minnesota had a couple, like basically one really good opportunity. Seattle didn't really have anything. Minnesota's defense was pretty stifling, which was good. Um, actually, the, and their defense was pretty stifling until it wasn't for the one goal uh, in the, in the second half. Minute in the seventh minute, I remember noting um, a Valentin Lude Garcia combo, and then Garcia, I think, took the shot on goal, and it either went straight to the goalie. I think it went straight to the goalie, but that was pretty in the seventh minute, and I felt hopeful, like, okay, we're ramping up on the offensive a little bit more, and then nothing. (laughs) Right, and we should point out, too, um, yeah, great point, Jess, and Valentin started uh, for Kamar Lawrence, however, DJ Taylor switched over to the left-hand side, um, and Valentin started on the right-hand side for Kamar Lawrence, who is in Jamaica dealing with um, a family medical uh thing i think i think his mom is sick or something so he was in jamaica did not travel team um will trap also did not travel with the team um he's had some hamstring issues and so i think it was as a precaution he did not travel with the team as well so minnesota was actually down i think they only had like seven players on the bench far below the number that they're allowed to have on the bench and they're uh, at 10 right now i think think it's 10 yeah. yeah um so i will say the fullback combo gj switching over to the left side and valentine coming in on the right, they weren't the reason why we lost. Um, nope. They both looked really solid on both sides of the ball. In particular, Valentin had a lot of nice long ball clearances that were right up to the feet or chest of, of a loon player um, to help us kind of skip some of the central midfield and get the ball to, to wingers or forwards. Yeah. They, yeah, de- yeah, definitely. The back line, um, you know, was not the issue in this match. So we jump to the second half in the 59th, 59th minute. Um, Mender Garcia goes off. Uh, on comes on Maria. And it went from, I mean, Gar- Mender Garcia had a not a great game. Um, on Maria came on and had an absolute clunker of a game. So it went from bad to worse on the on the striker front. The 70th minute, Fragapane comes in for Sung Bin Zhong um, in the, uh, that 10 roll. So Franco Fragapane looks like he's probably the odd man out in, in terms of that, you know, front four rotation he's going to be the, in the first man off the bench uh 
And, you know, nothing really changed for Minnesota. Um, in the 79th minute, that's when Seattle gets their goal. Albert Rusnak, we talked about last week, uh, scores from not from a corner, but from um, a throw-in. Um, sorry, I missed that up in the notes. Literally everybody but Hassani Dotson is watching Freddie Montero as he takes the throw. Uh, Dotson's in, and the ball goes straight from uh, Mickey Tapias, sort of tries to, like, semi-clear it. Ball goes to Rusnak. Literally everybody's standing around watching um, the – the ball, the thrower, and no one, outside of Hassani Dotson, who tries to get out to Albert Rusnak, Robin Lude is just standing like he's in fucking no man's land and just standing there staring at Albert Rusnak as he steps up and, you know, hits a, hits a really good shot. However, I mean, it's not a, it, it should not have been a goal. Um, literally, if anybody else had, if Robin Lude had stepped five, five feet, you know, in front of him, the ball probably would have been deflected or gone out for a corner or something. However, uh, he did not do that, um, and the ball goes, skits by Dane uh, into the uh, far corner, and Seattle gets their goal, one nothing Sounders, and then pretty much the Loons capitulate from there. They don't, I think they have one decent opportunity after that. I think it was like an 83rd, 84th, 85th minute, curving Ariaga uh, free kick just yep. outside the box, um, just like last week against Orlando. Um, it's basically does the exact same thing kind of skids over the the top the, the, the crossbar uh close but not close enough and that was literally the only chance that minnesota had after the goal was scored I, it just it looked like they it looked like after that goal was scored they were just like all right cool as long as we only lose one to nothing we're fine and instead of like <laughs> literally trying to put any pressure on seattle it's yeah. like for the entire game honestly really they they, they really were just like if we can get out here with a zero zero draw that's as good which you're right like in a, in the grand scheme of things, probably okay. Like a zero zero draw in Seattle, um, considering would have felt pretty good. Yeah, considering no one has scored in Seattle in like five games, would have been fine. But yeah. they literally that is that is seems like that's exactly how they have to play. And you you know you have one mistake, you get burnt, and that's the that's it. And Minnesota had one chance. Seattle had one mistake, and Minnesota had one chance, and they could not convert theirs. So. It's a when you're when you try to play that way, you're it's a very thin line between mm-hmm. good and bad. And I think that is the frustrating thing as Minnesota United fan. MJ, I know you had your you were want to say something here. I thought at twice in this game, Simon Jong in the first half and Shuang Wani in the, the second half had really nice behind the, the leg passes to themselves where they just left their defender in the dust. And then as usual. They had nobody to really pass to. And I, I'm granted all, all these players playing with Song Wani and Sang John, they haven't seen maybe them do this move a lot. So maybe they're not expecting it. But it's just like, hey, they got free. Who do we have to like for them to play off and help on the attack? Nobody. Or people that are standing and being guarded or running to not easy places for them to get the ball. So, yeah, it was frustrating to see some really good technical ability from two of our younger attacking players and not get a goal. On the on the Rusnak goal, I don't know which player it was that got the ball to Rusnak off, off the throw-in, but there were two players closer. You know, they throw the ball in, a Seattle player gets it. There are two other Seattle players closer. And every loon, somewhat to their credit, was focusing on those two players or the silver thrower. (laughs) 
And and they didn't pick up Rusnak, who's one of the most deadly players on the pitch. So kind of need to know where that fucker is and not, you know, I see four players around the the two players that are our are, are closest um, and probably the deadliest set. We probably don't need all four of those players on those two players. So, yeah, just a horrible defensive faux pas in the last 10 minutes. I feel like we've seen this before. Hmm. Yeah, several times this season and very recently. So, so yeah, so Minnesota went from a five-game unbeaten streak to start the season to now three losses in a row. Um, and things don't get easier because they have to go to Dallas – or, sorry, to Detroit for the Open Cup uh, today, Tuesday, uh, and then come back home for Dallas on Sunday night. So that should be interesting. So let's uh, – I mean, I don't have – I don't think any player from Minnesota played well in this game. So I don't want to do, I guess I just don't really want to do Freddie Adu's. MJ, what do you got? I thought after the first 20, 25 minutes, Dotson looked incredible. Yes, he was like late stepping out to Rusnak for their goal. But that goal, as you pointed out, is not just on him. Robin Lude was not helping well. No, at least he stepped out to him. Yeah, yeah. Robin, he, Robin Lude just fucking stood there like a stone, I, like, a, like a fucking gargoyle statue or something. So. I like I like how Kerbin and Dotson are developing as that double pivot center midfield. And I thought in general, Dotson looked really solid on both sides of the ball. He is my lone bright spot of, you know, attacking players that should not be called on to score and win the game, but like looking like they were trying to do the right things on offense. Uh, Yeah, sure. I'll say that he's like, he's really, he's really uh, taken that sort of, um, will trap number eight slash six role. I, I mean, I'm never 100% sure what will trap and Ariaga are doing. Um, <laughs> if they're both eights or they're both sixes, one's a six, one's eight. But I think Hassan Dotson has stepped up and, and pretty much taken that role from from will trap. And I think Minnesota is better for it. Uh, to your point, MJ, yeah, I think he definitely he can see the game well. He obviously can play many different positions, so he understands where people should be. Um, and his, his pass, I mean, his passing. On the the bonky goal against Orlando was fucking amazing, um, and I, I think you're right. He, I think he's definitely stepped up in terms of, you know, being a leader on the team. I think what, this was his what 101st match. I think he had 100 matches uh, against Orlando, which is really cool. Uh, I think Dotson has really stepped up and sort of made one of those midfield two positions one of his. And I think you're right. The the partnership with Ariaga has been really good too to see. So. I don't expect we'll see Dotson out of the starting lineup um, anytime very soon. So, all right. Uh, yeah, then there's just so many bad. I just don't, don't want to talk about it anymore. Let's move on. Yeah, well, I'm not Jess, talking shitty cities. Jess, uh, you have your post-match hot or not review. Why don't you take it away? My man, Zarek Valentine, back in the starting 11. Number three, looking good and talking pretty pre-match. He is the new spokesloon for sure. But brother, take a breath. He was on the pre with the commentator and he had a very long sentence structure and you could hear the commas in his breaths. And as an English major, just all the feels. Okay, not hot, but got me super heated. Apple TV's MLS season pass audio stream was a hot mess the entire match. I watched alone on my couch 
from my Apple device and the video was, MJ, you mentioned it. It would slow down and then go twice as fast. It looked like Fragapane and one cut was just amazing footwork. But then I realized, no, that's not real. That's way too fast. That's, yeah. that's not humanly possible. Um, so officially... The grace period with which you have time to work out bugs in your audio and or video streams is officially over. And now we need you to do it right. So fucking giddy up. Not hot. Sustainability jerseys made from ocean trash with, and I personally felt both designs, though one was slightly better than the other, were trash. And I seem to remember that when we were talking about the jerseys um, and the, the kits for 2023, it was like, uh, oh, Adidas, they only have so much bandwidth and they have to do the kit for every team. So the designs kind of suck. And I say we take all these special recognition jerseys and fucking throw them out and that'll free up plenty of creative bandwidth and manufacturing juices for them to give us decent club kits for every club every year. Just one, one for every club every year. Take your ocean trash back to the ocean. I'm out of it. I'm done. I hate it. Put your trash back in the ocean is a hot take. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. Just wants you. Just is pro pollution, and I, and this is news to me. Get get those get those uh uh you know so, soda 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 six pack rings. Put it back in the ocean where they can strangle turtles. I just come on. And otters and otters, especially otters. Um. Okay. That's all I have to say about that. Final take, icy fucking MLS season pass commentators have decided that not only are they going to continue to bring up Renosho, but now they're going to use Sangbin as an excuse to bring up Reynoso because Sangbin is now playing 10. And remember, Reynoso didn't show up and he played 10. Weird. Weird when your designated player doesn't show up and he might be dead in a gutter. Shut up. Shut up about Ray. He's dead to us until he's not dead to us anymore. I've had it. They're not allowed to use his name anymore. I'm going to start counting. Next match, I'm counting. You should tweet You should tweet at Kale and Kyle about that. That would be helpful, I, did. I imagine. I okay. did during the match. Okay. Yes, um, everyone. Doing the hard work <laughs> that no one else will. Yeah. Uh, MLS 360, they had their little break in the whatever, and Kalen was like, which team's most desperate to take on these two commentators for the, at, before the trade window closes? And then Kalen goes, Minnesota United? I was like, the only thing we are desperate for is for y'all to stop saying Renault show. Retweet. All right. Yep. All right. MLS season, uh, Apple, uh, Apple and MLS, you guys are on notice. From Jess. I'm coming at you. Coming yeah. at you, boo. Speaking of Apple, MJ. I feel like Jess covered this well in <laughs> as a not hot element from the last Loons game. But I just have to ask, why was Apple's Seattle versus Minnesota stream so shitty? More lags than MJ's broomball career. 
more blackouts than Zeller's college experience. Was it lack of extra bandwidth for the free match? Was that why this people did not have to be part or pay into the Apple oh. MLS experience? And so did they have more users? And did they not do the right math to account for those those more users and did not buy more intertubes from the intertubes? Ah. I do not know, but I, I want you to know that MJ Anon is filled with about, we'll say, 30, roughly 30 different uh, conspiracy theories on why this stream was so shitty. And, you know, I will spare you all by not mentioning any of them. <laughs> so, re retweet. Okay, moving on. Minnesota United FC 2. Uh, Whitecaps... Two five, had five goals. Uh, the doubloons only had two goals. Uh, Minnesota United two actually started off the game well. They scored the first goal. Patrick Wea got his, I think, believe his first goal of the season. Uh, it was two two at halftime. Uh, Diogo Pacheco scored in the uh, uh, second half stoppage time. And He's a goal machine. Yeah, it was pretty much all Vancouver after that. Um, they scored three unanswered goals in the second half. Uh, to win the game 5-2. to two. A couple of the doubloons will be joining Minnesota United in Detroit. I think Minnesota, we didn't mention this uh, talking about the game, but they flew straight from Seattle to Detroit. Mm. Um, I imagine the, 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 the twos who were, go, were playing in Vancouver also hopped on that flight and flew from um, Seattle uh, straight to Detroit as well. Um, I know Manu Iwe is one. I, I believe Devin uh, Padel Ford is another player for the twos that will be joining them in, in Detroit. We can talk a little bit about that game in a second here, but was there anything yeah. else from MNUFC2? Britton Fisher, one of their better center backs, was also out because he's making the trip to Detroit. So those three, Uwe, Padelford, and Fisher, were all on open cut duty. And that means that Patrick Weah gets his first start, but first start for the twos, not for... <laughs> we like to see that his injury rehab is doing well. Right. Fisher was on the bench for Minnesota United in Seattle um, on Saturday night. By oh, the way, okay. Yeah, so that's why he wasn't there. So yeah, well, I know he's also he his contract carries through the Open Cup. Yep, exactly. So uh, okay, and other United news uh, on Monday, uh, Kermagird get murdered. Uh, murdered. I got married at married uh, at the uh, Allianz Field um, to his uh, longtime partner. Um, this news was announced, I think, like midweek or whatever last week. So, congrats to Kermagird. Um, Kermagird? Kermagird. Get merged. To longtime Loon supporter Logan Rieger, who now has something in common with uh, Kervin Kermagird, because I believe Logan and his partner also got married at Allianz. That's right. Yeah. I know there was, I knew there was other uh, supporters that got married at Allianz. So, all right. Good for them. Uh, there's not a ton of other United news. There was a, Pretty uh, low-key week. Obviously, we have uh, some stuff coming up. So let's talk about that. First, um, U.S. Open Cup tonight. If you're listening to this on Tuesday, the 25th at 6.30 p.m. Central Time, we are playing Detroit FC. Uh, Detroit City FC, sorry. Um, they One of their SGs has been trying to troll Minnesota United uh, no, SGs. No, no. Northern Guard, who put on a great energetic display of support every game. I like Northern Guard. They have been 
given a lot of shit for where Keyworth Stadium is in the neighborhood by opposing supporters. And yet when they try to do social media and troll, they always file flat on their face and they just don't dig deep enough. Yeah. Um, so, so they're, so that's fun. Uh, they're Detroit has not been playing particularly well. No, so far this season. They, uh, they haven't, they've scored one goal in the last like six games, I believe. And that was in the U S open cup round two match. Um, and, Every other game they've had so far has been has ended one nothing with them losing. So um, and one nothing victory in the in that last Open Cup match. So you can watch this match. There will be a YouTube link um, from Bleacher Report. Bleacher Report has the rights to the Open Cup, um, at least the early rounds. Um, you can download Bleacher Report has an app. If you I think if you just like search for Bleacher Report app on you know if you're Roku or Fire uh, Stick or whatever. Um, otherwise, uh, if you want to watch the match, they're going to have it at the black heart. Um, I will be at the black heart watching the, watching the match. So definitely come on definitely down. Definitely now coming too, because I just learned about it and I was like, I'm not doing anything tomorrow. Oh my God. <laughs> there you go. If you want to hang out with some of your, uh, days, I know, uh, host will be Dave. at the black heart. So, um, so yeah, so MJ, I know I haven't done a ton of research on Detroit city. Is there anybody that we should be, that we should know about, uh, on Detroit city uh, and, or care about more importantly. Yeah. So first of all, you mentioned that they haven't scored a lot of goals. They haven't been doing well. Although these two players did not score all of their goals last year, their rock star center forward from Mexico, Pato Mateo Faz is now with Las Vegas lights FC and their rock star center forward from Antoine Openeu is now with Hartford Athletic. So those two guys are gone. They're not scoring goals. Someone else has to step up. People they do have, their head coach, Trevor James, has a resume or CV, as they would say across the big pond, that is very impressive. Uh, He was scouting with Bobby Robson for Barcelona and Newcastle. He was assistant coach under Bruce Arena at Los Angeles Galaxy. He was the former head coach of Indy 11 in their last year in the North American Soccer League. This guy's been around. He like uh, he was a former uh, director of scouting and technical director for Chicago Fire. Like the guy has a really impressive resume. He's been with I want to say for the past three years or since four years 2019. I think he's been with Detroit City since 2019. So that's head coach Trevor James. Uh, their captain is a center back, Stephen Carroll from Cork. He's good with headers. He likes to score goals. He is a two-way center back. Their goalkeeper is Nathan Steinwasher. I have no idea anything about him. They have a right fullback that our listeners should be familiar with. Once Alun O'Neill Fisher from Jamaica. Midfielder Maxi Rodriguez is solid. Been with them for a while. Their center mid, Abdullah Diop from Senegal is really good on the ball and their forward that is trying very hard to replace those rock stars from Mexico and France. Uh, Yazid Matthews from South Africa. I don't think he knows Bongi. I don't think they're friends. He's not good enough to play on the young national team or the current national team. Uh, He came to immigrate to the U S very early and played for a junior college 
and then got into lower league clubs from his impressive uh, goal, racking up goals at junior college. So, uh, but yeah, there will be two most likely South Africans on the pitch in Detroit on Tuesday. I just want to ask, I, I just looked them up on Wikipedia and I found their logo or their crest, their badge, Detroit City FC. What is this person doing? I put it in the, I copied and pasted it into our agenda notes and sent you guys a link in the chat. It's like he's got city fingers on one hand and um, like a lady finger on the other hand. Like literally his fingers are, is a lady and he's got really cut abs. And it's, I just want to know if somebody, some Detroit City FC, someone could tweet at me who this person is and what what's happening in this crest, I would enjoy the explanation. It looks very involved. Just we call those abs uh, cum gutters. But they're not quite in the right place. <laughs> I mean, I'm familiar with the term. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. We should have Alexi Lawless on the podcast again because he is a owner investor in Detroit City. Oh, my so. God. Um, retweet so yeah. at Alexi Lawless. I'll, I'll tweet him and be like, hey, why are there cum gutters on your, uh, your team's logo? Yeah. And like lady fingers. It's weird. And, and lady fingers. Yes. I don't know. It's a good question. I'm sure there's, and there's logic like a behind the badge. It's a lady with her arm up and then like a baby on her hip. And like it's a very detailed lady. I'm sure there's a reason. I don't, I don't the know. The more you know, right? Yeah, I, I, there's got to be a reason. Yeah. Um, MJ play them really aggressively. So it's it's based on a statue called the Spirit of Detroit in downtown Detroit. Oh. And if you saw the statue, you would realize, hey, that's kind of cool. And also, how much trying to put it in only two colors doesn't really do it justice. It's ah. I'm sending you guys the link. That makes <laughs> okay. So now I want to know why the statue has a lady in the hand. How about how about we do research not in not in real time on the podcast, and you can do it, it on your own. Fun. Everyone was following along until you called me out. Uh, all right, MJ. How how much how much do you see rotation um, on the team, and, and who who do we think of the? Because I don't think. Obviously, the debacle with Union Omaha last year left a lot of left bad taste in a lot of Loons fans' mouths, as well as the players. I believe. Um, I mean, I think DJ Taylor even said that they have some bad blood to settle, which was a weird quote when they didn't play Detroit last year. But I think he was referring to the Open Cup tournament itself. Um, mm, that would make you know, sense. You know, we know there will be rotation, obviously, uh, but it sounds like. Songbin is not going to start. He may get some time, but he's definitely not going to go. You know, he's not going to start the match. He's not going to go sixty. Rest Songbin. I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, how do you how do you see the team? How do you see Minnesota lining up and uh, playing against uh, Detroit City? I'm guessing that Amari and Fragapani are going to start. Lude may be at the number ten or something silly like that. Um, Bongi may not start. I. It's so hard to tell because. DJ Taylor says this, and I know that the players care about this, despite that Boxall called out players last year for being in the stands and not even available to sub on the pitch. Mm -hmm. 
And we don't know if when Boxall calls out those players, well, I think we talked about this last year, was he calling out the players or was he calling out coaching staff that didn't put those players in position to come on the pitch? You know, it's kind of all of the above. Mm-hmm. I do think the players care about this and the fans care about this more than the head coach and the ownership of the coaching staff. And I think the the coaching staff have their directives and the ownership on that MLS is what matters and the MLS playoffs and MLS cup are what matters. And this doesn't matter. And I think that's unfortunate because as we've said on this pod numerous times, something that Dave and I had agree on, it's actually a competition that Minnesota United with their style play has a good chance of winning. Right. You play brilliantly for just one game. It's a, it's not a long drawn out season where you have to qualify for playoffs. It's not a playoff system that has a silly three-game home away, home, stupid, whatever. It's right. it's a one-game tournament that you play, and you can stack your roster accordingly. Let's get some fucking hardware. Yeah. Uh I don't I don't foresee that in the case, at least early in the you know, these first couple of rounds. Nope, I think not gonna happen. I think I mean well, I think we'll see Amory up top. I think Irwin will start in goal. I believe that we'll see some rotation on the back line. I don't know. Yep. I'm guessing Kamar Lawrence won't be back, so we'll probably we'll see Valentine again. But we'll probably see Fisher and Padel Ford in um, on the back line with possibly Boxy. Boxy, um, no, maybe you don't think Brent Coleman starts and and one of those yeah Coleman those twos will come off the bench. Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, Coleman could. Yeah, I could. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Coleman probably gets to start um, with Fisher coming off the bench. So I think Padelford is a fullback, if I'm not mistaken. He can play fullback or fullback or yeah. So I think he, I think he, I think Padelford starts along with Valentine. Uh, DJ Taylor gets a rest. I'm guessing Kamar Lawrence won't be back, and then yeah, you're right, probably Coleman and and Tapias, maybe Boxall. Um, you're gonna lose. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess you won't lose Tapias for Gold Cup. So you could go either way on those guys. My guess is Boxy probably wants to start. So maybe Tapius on the bench. Um, or I guess you could see Tapius and Boxy together if they're if they're both. I mean, it is a three-game week, so, you know, it's, it's a little bit Tapius tougher. Tapius is going to be rest. It'll be Coleman and Boxy or Coleman and, but, you know, maybe Britton Fisher. But I'm but gonna... I, Yeah, but I agree. I agree. I think you said Amari up top. Um, I think Bongi probably doesn't start. Fragapane starts. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if, if you see Emmanuel Iwe get a start uh, up yeah. top. No, um, that would be a great start. As like on the right uh, for Robin Lude, um, and then yeah, I'm either moving Lude into the center of the pitch, um, and then I think your I don't I'm again I'm guessing Trap's not traveling with the team either, so it wouldn't surprise me if we see like um, Dotson and Rosales uh, in the in the midfield. So I think it'll be you know there'll be about you know what three or four um, players from this mat- previous match, so six you know anywhere from six to seven changes uh, on the roster. Uh, for uh, Detroit City. I mean, that should be enough. Minnesota, I, I don't think Minnesota is, is so arrogant that they will come into this game um, not respecting Detroit City and knowing that they I can do. pull it off. <laughs> I don't, I, you, you know what? I, I, in the previous years, I probably would have said something, but I don't think this team, especially after the humbling last year against uh, Omaha, I don't think they're coming in expecting uh, anything. Um, other than to win, and by winning, that means they need to – I mean, they're, they're going to rotate, but they're going to play 
Um, they're going to try and play the best game possible, which again, Detroit plays one to nothing games. Literally every single game is one to nothing. Minnesota yeah. loves playing one to nothing games. Uh, it's just whether or not we're going to be on the right side of that one. And right. <laughs> so, but I mean, I can usually see Detroit City sneaking a goal in like the 45th minute, you know, right before halftime, and then just locking mm-hmm. it down defensively and Minnesota not getting anything because Minnesota can't, can't fucking finish to save their lives. I could easily see that. I could easily see that. Yeah. However, I really think this is a this is a game that Minnesota should run away with. Um, they should run away with it, whether they will or not remains to be seen. Anything else, MJ or Jess, on Detroit City, how we want to play, how we think we should play, or is there any players you want to see play? Things like that. I would say, I just want to, I just hope that you, our predictions are correct in terms of coming into this, like, with a full squad, like, you want to win. Like, I think maybe it is cultural within MLS to put less priority on tourneys like this, as opposed to say like, I don't know, the UK leagues or South America. I feel like, but I feel like within the larger global world of soccer, these kind of tournaments are a badge of honor like they're hardware for a reason and if we don't come into it ready to play the fullest game just as if it were an important MLS match like that really would disappoint me so I hope that we aren't tone deaf (laughs) to what happened with Omaha last year and just like they respect the the tournament itself enough to show up and play hard. I agree. Uh, all right. How we, how we think we're going to do MJ? What's your prediction? We lose two to one. Okay. Jess. Huh? You said two to one. Yeah. Detroit hasn't scored two goals all year, but they're going to score two goals on us. I'm going to say loons one Detroit none. Like it. I like it. Jess. That's a way better score than my score. You guys it's loons four Detroit zero. Like what are we even fucking around? What are we fucking around for? Like, if we lose this game, if this game is if this game is a one nothing loons win, or we lose this game, then literally heads should roll. I mean, they won't. <laughs> they won't roll, but they absolutely they should. should roll. Um, yeah, if you don't go into Detroit and kick the shit out of them, then you yeah don't deserve to be in MLS anymore. So not even close. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's. I was going to say, let's take a break. Let's just power through. Um, yep. Minneapolis City, not a ton of news. Um, their season kicks off in uh, like a week and a half, almost two weeks, uh, Friday the 5th in the Minnesota Super Cup. We'll talk, we'll actually do a little bit of a Minneapolis City preview next week um, when we're getting, we get closer to that game. Uh, MJ, go for buy soccer. Yeah, buy your tickets to that match. T- if you have a... If you have been sitting on the fence about Minneapolis City, Buy one ticket to the Super Cup just to see what the experience is about. Just have some fun. It's super fun. Yeah, and I believe um, also if you have a, a season pass, a season ticket already, that gets you into that game. So you don't need to buy an extra ticket. But if you want to go to the game, definitely come check it out. So, uh, all right. Go for soccer, MJ. They canceled their last friendly. This past Sunday, they were supposed to play Kansas in Minnesota, 
Kansas decided to no show. We don't know if this is because of weather. We don't know if this is because of injuries. We don't know if this is due to travel logistics, but they're not showing up. So there was no go for Kansas friendly this Sunday. And instead you saw pictures of Gophers playing pickleball. So, you know, uh, the season friendlies are over the chance to see quality. Woso in your backyard for free is over. It is sad, but I'm pretty hyped out for this fall. I saw a lot when I went to that friendly with St. Thomas, I saw some new players and I saw some returning players and I'm excited for the Gopher soccer season. Right on. Okay. Uh, Minnesota Aurora may. So they, they signed a couple more players, um, but on May 7th, that's kind of the big deal. 1 to 3 p.m. The and the MOA Rotunda, a meet the team event. Uh, so you get the chance to, I'm sure there'll be merch and stuff like that. Um, I bet, I'm guessing a bunch of the players are going to be there as well. Uh, that's mark your calendars. That is uh, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday uh, from 1 to 3 p.m. in the Mall of America Rotunda. Also, uh, one of those signings they just did was Penny Faulkner. She played for Canberra United in the Australian Women's League mm. and also as a graduate of UCLA. She's played for the Canadian national team. So, again, she plays center back. Aurora is getting more players with international experience, international club experience into their roster this year. It will be very interesting to see how it all gels together. All right. Uh, and then this Saturday – or sorry, this Sunday, uh, the 30th uh, – a different start time, 8 p.m. I believe this game is on FS1. If you it's are on Sunday, on Sunday, on FS1, yes, at 8 p.m. Loons versus FC Dallas. So don't show up to Allianz on Saturday. Um, and if you show up at 7:30, you'll be half an hour early. So get there by 7:30. But game kicks off at 8 p.m. here in on uh, Sunday on Sunday in St. Paul. Uh, we are playing FC Dallas. This will be the second game against FC Dallas this year. If you guys remember correctly we beat them at home or at, at their home, home in dallas uh one to nothing uh earlier in the season uh they are coached by nico estevez uh former Minnesota, or sorry not former minnesota um former uh u.s uh youth coach i mean we talked about uh dallas a couple uh said yeah like six weeks ago or whatever we had that first match um they are sort of headlined by Jesus Ferreira, the mm-hmm. U.S. Uh, forward, scored the goal against... Did he score a goal, the goal against Mexico last week? I thought it was Ferreira. I can't remember now. I have no idea. Yeah, anyways, he sort of leads the line for, for Dallas. Uh, Paul Areola, um, another former U.S. national team player. Can I just uh, call Nips. him Paul Nipple? Paul what? Nipple? Oh, yes. Paul Nipple. Nips. Paul Nips. Nips. Uh, Sebastian Legette, Paxton Palmacall. Uh, on the back line, Marco, uh, Marco Farfan, and then uh, uh, what's his nut? Uh, is it Matt uh, Pius and goal? I always butcher his, butcher his name. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. We don't need to spend a ton of time talking about FC Dallas. This is a team that Minnesota knows well. We've played them a bunch of times over the course of the last several years, including playoffs last year. Um, like I said, we did a, a sort of a smash and grab job down in uh, down in Dallas in the first week of the season. So Frisco. Dallas is definitely yeah, in Frisco, yes. Uh, yeah, they, they, they don't play anybody in Dallas, even though they're called FC Dallas. Um, so they're definitely going to be on the lookout for some revenge um, and to, uh, mm. to 
give Minnesota United uh, a run for their money. And a taste um, of our own, their own medicine. I'm sure they want to come up here and beat us at home while we're on a losing streak. Yep. They play, you know, either in a 4-3-3 or a 4-4-2, a kind of depending on uh, who they start up top. Um, so, you know, could expect slightly different formation based on who's playing. But again, if, it, if it's Ferreira in there, um, it's going to be more of a 4-4-2 with him up top with Areola. Yep. But yeah. They're... Uh, they're a tough. They're a tough team. They're a tough out. So anything else uh, that I they're forgot? They're sitting in number four right now. Right. Yeah, they're in fourth place. We are currently in seventh place. We're but we're only three points behind Dallas. So if we win this game, um, we should jump above them. So anything else we should want to talk about against Dallas, MJ or Jess? I just feel like I can't continue. Like I have not predicted Minnesota to lose a match yet. But I am getting pretty um, tired of being wrong. So okay. I, I'm just going to say that Dallas win um, 2 0. All right. Just see <laughs> if I can change our luck. Just, yeah, just ride that way for a little bit and see how it goes. MJ, who you got? I have Minnesota actually winning on a busy week. I have them winning 2 to 1. Aww. Okay. So reversing the score against Detroit. Uh, I got Minnesota win this game. Let's fuck it. Let's go for nothing. Let's uh, let's take another. Let's take another crooked number on uh, on Dallas. So I know, yeah. like, legitimately, let's say three nothing. I don't think they'll score four goals twice in in one week. If they could score seven goals this week, that'd be amazing. Um, but so yeah, I'm the eternal try- optimist David Zeller. For everyone. Yeah. <laughs> try- trying to will that into existence is my uh, is my lot in life. So. Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, so yeah, so there are a few other U.S. Open Cup games that are of uh, uh, interest to uh, Minnesotans. MJ, um, who we got coming up this week for in the U.S. Open Cup? Well, there are a lot of games, but just in the Midwest, we have on Tuesday, 7 p.m. St. Louis City versus Union Omaha, and at 7:30 p.m. Sporting Kansas City versus Tulsa, and then on Wednesday in the Midwest, we have Cincinnati versus Louisville at 6 p.m. And then are there any others? Uh, Chicago House and Chicago Fire. Thank play, you. Believe, yes, Wednesday. the Chicago Derby at 7 p.m. Thank you. At, at Bridgeview, as a matter of fact, and that shithole of the stadium in Bridgeview, uh, Illinois, which you cannot get to by public transit, by the way. So um, if you're going to Chicago, there's a particular motel. Uh, that I will not say on the air that I would definitely not encourage you to go to because it's probably got bed bugs and murder um, in the <laughs> lobby. So if you if you're trying to book if you're trying to book a stay in the in, in the Chicago Bridgeview land area and you need uh, some assistance on a hotel, give me a call. I can tell you where not to go for that uh, for that. So well, there can't be that many. Hotels. Isn't that where the fire used to play? It is. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yep. fuck. That's. I think that's where they practice, um, and it's where I think the the Red Stars play too. Actually, the 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 NWSL team. So, hmm. yeah. So yeah, lots of stuff happening in the U.S. Open Cup in the Midwest, uh, and in Chicago, and in Chicago hotels. All right. Uh, anything else in the world of soccer, MJ, that we need to know about? I just wanted to highlight. We talk a lot about the men's UEFA Champions League. I want to talk about the women's UEFA. UEFA Women's Champions League here. Uh, just recently, Wolfsburg played 
Arsenal at Wolfsburg, and it was the 2-2 draw. The second leg is slated for next week, the 1st of May. That will be in London. Uh, Arsenal will host. And then another London team, Chelsea, they played at Stanford Bridge against Barcelona, and Barcelona almost scored two. They settled for a 1-0 win. So Barcelona goes up one nothing, and they will play in Barcelona um, this Thursday, April 27th. All right, there you go. Check it out. Um, I believe those games are on CBS Galasso. CBS Galasso, yeah, which you can get for free. Um, it's like a freebie channel, so definitely check it out. Cool. Uh, all right. I think we did it, guys. I think we nailed it. Um, yeah, so big week this week for Minnesota United. Two matches, uh, hopefully two four nothing victories for <laughs> matching our goal total for the season in two in two two matches. That'd be awesome. So everything go. is gonna click in this week. Yep. There's gonna be so much pressure on Heath to perform in two different competitions and for the players to step up. Everything will click this week. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, please come join us at Blackheart um, to watch the match, the Detroit City match. You Otherwise, can get yeah. my autograph. I will sign anything you want. She will. She will sign anything. <laughs> and she will tell that anything if it's hot or not. <laughs> Literally, your cum gutters. Jess will sign your cum gutters if you, uh, if you, bring, those to the, if you bring those to the Blackheart. So. All right, on that note, we should probably get out of here. Uh, please rate review the podcast wherever you get it. Patreon.com slash days I know. TDIKMN on Twitter. I'm at Texas Zeller. MJ is at MJ Matsui. It just is, as always, uh, at Jessica144083. Come gutters, too. <laughs> Niner. Uh, Niner, too. Uh, yes, please reach out to us. Um, again, especially if you have those come gutters that you want to get signed by Jess. So, yeah. We've been the Daves, you know. This, this is the Daves. No, agreement now, but we have got to try and work it out. Cause we both know we can't do nothing at all. Oh, 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 uh, we, we do yeah. our thing, son. Do the act, we attract two, hope to reach one. Uh, we, yeah. we, we do our thing. Do it. We, 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 we do it. We do our thing, son. Some will paint a piece, some will spray with a machine gun. It's mad work to be done. Uh, we, we, we do our thing, son. Y'all know we can't do nothing at all. Nah, yo, I can't do nothing at all.